0: You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org/podcasts.
1: Hello and welcome. This is Marjorie, and you're listening to a Chirp Artist interview. I am on the line with Destroy Boys front person, Alexia Rodites. Hi,
0: Marjorie. Hi, Chirp Radio. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me.
1: So, Destroy Boys formed in 2015 while you and Violet were still in high school. What made you want to start this band? So we had both been going to
0: a lot of punk shows and just I think wanted to get in on the action, you know, and so originally like I was going to play drums if I was going to play guitar and then I showed by a song that I wrote, and then they made me be the front person. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like that's kind of what, you know, just wanting to like make music and have fun and, and play shows as well as go to shows.
1: Destroy Boys are frequently categorized as Riot Girl, but you adamantly reject this assessment. Can you elaborate on the need for the distinction?
0: I mean, I have like conflicting feelings about this because I love Riot Girl. I literally have like a Riot Girl like collection of zines that I got from the library yesterday right next to me. <laughs> um, I love Riot Girl and I like super appreciate it, but I think that our sort of rejection of being associated with it is that every band that has women or females or whatever in it like gets categorized as Riot Girl, even when they don't show share any characteristics with the actual music you know Riot Girl was pretty specifically a 90s movement a movement in the 90s with like this kind of specific sound that was like you know, lots of kind of like yelling and, and sort of talking, which I get that we do sometimes, it's just not the same. Like we have never claimed it. And so it's kind of annoying that people put that onto us. And I think it's literally just because we're not men.
1: Like two full generations of music ago at this point, like Riot Girl are in their 40s. There was that generation in the 30s, which is like the, where I fall in the like female punk. And then there's like this whole extra generation. It's so weird that like years of music and you're like oh just like one genre huh okay Mm -hmm. like labels
0: and music are so interesting because i don't really like the you know when things are labeled quote unquote female fronted i do look it up because you know i want to find that kind of music sometimes but it's Mm -hmm. just funny when it's like female fronted punk and it's like that doesn't tell you anything about how it's gonna sound like it tells you it doesn't even tell you how the singer is gonna sound
1: best things in my opinion about a punk show is the connection that can be forged between band and fan. Do you have a favorite fan interaction that comes to mind?
0: Yes, I do. So I, during our shows, I love before fences, I really like to make people scream with me. And so we do a back and forth thing where I tell them to you know, think about something that they want to let go, think about something that is no longer serving them. And I I'm like, repeat after me and imagine that you're exhaling and screaming this stuff out. And then so I go, ah, and they go, ah, 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 you know, kind of getting like droopier. And then I bring it back up and go like, ah, and they go, ah, and I go, ah, they do it, and I'm like, ah, yeah! and then they scream and then I go into the song. That's like highlight of the show every time.
1: So you currently use they, them pronouns and have recently switched over from she, they pronouns. Um, Can you explain to us why you've made this transition and what your pronouns mean to you? I was listening to
0: my friend's podcast and it's three non-binary people or like, you know, he, they, and non-binary people. And they're super funny and they like answer listener questions. And there was one where they were just, they kept saying the she pronoun because it had to do with something that they were talking about. And I was listening to it and I was like, I really don't connect with that pronoun anymore. I just don't, you know, it was just something that felt disconnected from me and using they them like whenever my friends would use it it gave me a little sense of it just made me happy you know it just I was like oh oh you see that like I you know I notice when people use it and I don't know they them pronouns to me mean like gender nonconformity and not subscribing to a binary which are two things that I love about myself and it really you know pronouns really kind of come down to it's kind of like an expression of my gender and it's like a public way to do that it's nice to feel affirmed you know they then reflects how i feel about myself
1: both in and out of your music, about social justice issues and why it's important to mobilize. I would love to hear about your journey through self-described white guilt to being an abolitionist.
0: So I've always been pretty, like, you know, being queer and my dad, like, being an immigrant, I've always, and just different things in my life, I've been pretty aware of social issues around me. It really comes from, I feel such a sense of, like, I don't understand why worse living in why we're not living the best life that we could all possibly be living. It doesn't make sense why, you know, I obviously, I know why it's like systematic, it's colonization, it's systematic, you know, the criminal justice system and the prison, What you know, all these things. It doesn't make sense why people don't have homes to live in when there's empty houses everywhere. It doesn't make sense that people don't get fed when there's more than like, there's enough food to go around for everybody. Like it literally doesn't make any sense, right? I struggled for a while because I, it's kind of confusing when you're, you know, like I'm white, but my dad is not from the United States, does not speak like he's from the United States, you know, these kinds of things. And so I kind of struggled with this identity crisis for a while. I just kept seeing, I would just see stuff on online, like creators and specifically this one woman, her name's Priscilla, I think, and she was talking about, you know, Latinos will, you know, act like they're not white, but like, you're white, like, you know, and it's, you know, not all, you know, it varies, it varies. But for me, that applies where it's like, yeah, like, my dad's from here, but I am a white person, like, look at me, you know, kind of having that realization and being like, you know, just simply do not experience racism in, you know like that I was like what should I do instead of feeling weird like a white guilt I sat with it thought about it whatever I need to do something and use my voice because I can yeah you know like writing for what was a big for me and speaking on social media and stuff. It was, it was definitely like a weird, it's, it's a weird thing, you know, it's not, I still kind of don't completely understand it, but it was, I kind of had a point where I was like, okay, I need to just like get over whatever this, you know, this is and acknowledge that, like be secure in myself, that I know who I am, that I don't need to say that I'm like, quote unquote white passing, like, cause if you're quote unquote white passing, that means you're white. That's kind of like what the whole thing is, you know? It's like, if you look white, then you are white. That's how race kind of works. It doesn't really, doesn't give you any nuances about a person's identity. That's the whole, that's the point of it is the categorization. So reckoning with that, I was like, okay, I can use this power for good. Cool. (laughs) And it's like, I can take all of my experiences and you know, synthesize them into something. And I can also call on my fellow white people to do better. Because I feel like that's really lacking. If, if we have this threat of, of being put into prison, that makes it really hard to mobilize and want to make change because you have that threat of being punished over you all the time. Um, you know, even punishing punishment for doing something simple, like living, you know, people who live on the street, or whatever, like get punished simply for being alive there. It just frustrates me to no end. They're just horrible. And if we didn't have the police, we could be using that money to do so to like invest in communities instead, because it's like, how do you want to stop crime? It's like, oh, I don't know, like make give people the Environment to like not have to commit crime anymore. So I wrote for what as a way to bring that to the forefront and have a song about it and express my anger and hopefully get to some people. And I really wanted to connect the personal and the political together, right? Because it's interesting because it's like you can make as much individual change as you want, but it really has to be the system that changes. I think abolition is really important because society would just be so much better without like the threat of capital punishment.
1: Well, thanks for listening. This has been Marjorie on the line with Alexia Rodites of Destroy Boys.
0: Thank you, Marjorie, for having me. I've, I've had, this was a great time.